Building a business is hard. Maintaining healthy relationships with those that you care about is hard. Staying fit and healthy in your body, your mind, and your emotions is hard. This podcast is about finding and sharing tools, strategies, and experiences that may help you to achieve and maintain moderate success in your life, whatever that means to you. There is a ton of content created by the billionaires, the ultra-successful athletes, and by people that are at a level that the vast majority of us will just never get to. And if you're anything like me, I'm totally okay with that. This is a place where we talk about how to build a great business, but not necessarily a massive one. A place to talk about how we build a life that is balanced and integrated, but not necessarily optimized to levels that are not realistic for most of us. In short, it's a place where we explore how to be moderately successful. The work will always remain yours, and for the most part, it's simple, but not easy. I want to challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. I want to challenge you to take whatever resonates with you from this episode and to teach it to somebody that you think will benefit from it, and to do so in the next 24 hours. This will embed the learnings for yourself, and you'll be helping someone else as well as the podcast. Lastly, please share this with whoever you think needs to have this in their lives. The more reach we can get, the more impact we can have. With that said, let's get into it. Personal finance is really hard, and it's just getting harder. Things are getting more expensive. Wages aren't necessarily rising at the same rate, and life is complicated. I've had a long and interesting journey with personal finance, and I'm certainly still on that journey, but I've learned a hell of a lot along the way. And in today's episode, I want to share some of the fundamentals about how I think about and execute on my personal finances. I'm by no means finished with this journey, but I certainly am a lot further along than I was when I started. Some might say I am moderately successful along this journey. Before I begin, I want to challenge you in advance to not just listen to this episode and to let it go in one ear and out the other, but rather if you hear something that resonates with you and that you actually think you might get benefit from in your own life, then teach it to somebody else in the next 24 hours. And by doing this, you radically increase the chances of you embedding this into your own life and improving your own experience of your own life. So one of my favorite thinkers of our time is a gentleman by the name of Naval Ravikant. And I very often go back to his work. One of the things that has stuck out for me in reading his, it's a book basically about his, his quotes. It's called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant. One of the things that stood out for me massively in, in, in his work is a freedom that most people will never know. And that is quite simply spending significantly less than you earn. Now, that might sound really simple, but it's really, really not easy. It doesn't mean don't spend a lot. And it also has nothing to do with how much you earn. Some of the highest earners that I know are consistently effectively living month to month because they're just spending a shit ton on, in my opinion, very unnecessary things. Conversely, some of the best money managers from a personal perspective that I know don't earn a huge amount of money. So it's really not so much about how much you spend or how much you earn, but more about the delta, the difference between those two numbers. And to actually do that is really difficult. So I want to dig into some things that I think about in, in this context to make it kind of practical to share how, how I do it. So the first thing I want to share, because this is actually a massive topic and will probably be broken down over a number of episodes, but the first thing is is increase your income, right? So what do I mean by that? Well, let's think about the sort of context of or, or, or the example of side hustles. So 
the way that I think about side hustles and the way that I've kind of let's say executed on side hustles over over time is I try to stay away from things that are a distraction, right? So if you are a salaried employee and whether you're junior or senior, if, if you're in an area that you want to become an expert in or are an expert in and want to pursue that, then we need to be careful about creating a side hustle that takes you away from that distraction. And I actually think that, in fact, I know because I've done this and I continue to do this, that there are ways to create side hustles that are not only not a distraction, but actually help you to further the thing that you're focusing on. And I'll try and model this for you in an example. So if you are, for example, somebody that leads a team or a small business, and the skills that you have or are developing are around building and executing small business operating systems, right? So just ways to run small businesses very effectively, then you might want to consider a side hustle where you work with other small business owners or other team leaders helping them and advising them or coaching them to design, create, roll out, optimize their leadership practices, their small business operating systems. And as long as you're only doing this a couple of hours a month, what actually happens here is you begin to sharpen your own skills in your own practice, because by teaching others and by leading others, you learn a lot more about the thing that you're teaching. And in my experience, this is a very, very good way to earn extra income, not just because you're earning the income, but because the thing that you're doing is actually serving what your focus is. The difference to this might be, I don't know, if you are a, well, let's, let's continue with this example. If you are a small business leader or a team leader and you sort of, that's what your focus is, that's where you want to build your career or your business, but you want to earn some more money and you go out and do something completely unrelated that takes a lot of time and that has got nothing to do with your core function. What you end up doing is actually just distracting yourself. You're context switching. You're pulling yourself in opposite directions. You're not actually serving your sort of, let's call it your greater business purpose. And you might be earning a little bit of money, but you're, you're wasting an opportunity to really double down on the thing that you want to get very good at. So in my case, I'm pretty passionate about and have a fair amount of experience in creating, implementing, and optimizing small business operating systems. So for me, this was pre the known acquisition, but for me... I used to go out and work with some small businesses to really help them to do the same thing. A couple of hours a month, getting paid pretty well. And what it did for me is it really honed my skills and it actually helped me to become a better leader in my business, my primary function. And that's really what I'm talking about here. So, so I'm talking about side hustles, but I'm getting quite specific around side hustles that actually help you to be better in the thing that you want to get better in rather than to distract you. That's the first thing. On the other side of the equation, the spending less side. So I'm not going to get into a whole massive session now about budgeting. I just want to share the thing that's worked best for me. So I've read most of the books on personal finance and budgeting, and there's a lot of really good stuff out there. From a practical perspective, the best system in the book that I've come across is Scott Pape's Barefoot Investor. Now, it is quite Australia-specific. However, I actually read this book and implemented it when I was still living in South Africa. You have to make some small adjustments, but for the most part, the system holds true, in my belief, anywhere in the world. And really what it's about is his sort of core principles are separating your income into buckets and separating your outflows into buckets and then automating the entire system so that you don't actually have to think about it. And I think the core principle here for me is that willpower is a finite resource. And if we're relying on constant willpower to make sure that we're not spending money, to not buy that flat white or that Avon toast or those shoes or whatever, and it's constant sort of this well of willpower that we might think is endless, 
If we're relying on that, we're going to fail because humans don't have an infinite amount of willpower. We have a finite amount of willpower. And the fundamental thing here is rather to use that willpower to set your spending system, your budget up. So front load your willpower, sit down. If you're single, do it by yourself. If you have a partner, the Barefoot Investor offers a really, really cool and fun system to build it out with your partner. But spend the time up front, front load the planning. That's where you use your willpower and you do it in such a way that it automates everything from there. So every month when you get your salary, if you do this right, it automatically spits out all the money into your different bank accounts that you've set up. One is for saving, one is for emergencies, one is for your, your, your monthly expenses. One is dedicated for, I think what he calls uh, lattes and sneakers or something, basically your, your, your spending money. We call it the splurge. And it's all automated. Then you've got that money in those accounts. You have cards that are linked to it. And you've removed the need to have this huge amount of willpower all the time. You've automated it. The reason most people don't do this, in my experience, is that they're not prepared to front load the work. They're not prepared to put in the 10, 20, 30 hours up front to make the next years easier. But when we do, we really make it a lot easier because we remove the burden of having to have constant willpower all the time, which... You know, I don't know about you, but my willpower is not always at its max. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I'm pissed off. Sometimes I'm, I don't know, sick. Sometimes I'm frustrated and my willpower is just not there. I don't want to have to rely on willpower to have sound financial practices. So obviously I'm not getting paid for this or anything, but the Barefoot Investor is, is, is a phenomenal system. It's very, very easy. It's very fun. And it really turns it into kind of a narrative. And as I say, if you're doing it with your partner, it's super fun because it's all based around date nights and planning. And it's he's just really funny and it's a fantastic system. You don't have to use his system. I just like it because, again, speaking about willpower, you don't need to think about the stuff all yourself. You can take someone who's researched and studied this for many, many years and copy what he's done, front load the work, put in 10, 20, 30 hours, and then let it run itself. And I can tell you it's completely transformed my family's uh, sort of monthly personal finances. And I've sort of helped quite a few people with this. And I've, the results have been amazing. I've watched people get out of debt. I've watched people pay off cars and houses in timeframes that they just didn't think were possible. And it's really, really cool. So do yourselves a favor and just think about that difference between constantly having to exercise willpower to not spend the money, to figure out how much is in your bank account, to figure out how much you can spend versus just front-loading that time and just removing the need to think about it and having everything automate. It's not to say you're not going to have to make sacrifices. Of course you are. That's what it's all about. But it, if we can just remove one element of that heavy reliance on willpower, we hugely increase our chances of actually being successful. So that's pretty much it for today. Um, this is a massive topic. I really just want to challenge you again. If anything that I said today resonated with you, don't just let it go in one year and out the other year. Think about this right now. Listen to what I said again. Make it applicable to your own life. And then in the next 24 hours, go and teach this to somebody else. Go and teach this to your partner, to your friend, to somebody else. Teach them the thing that you learned today and then implement it yourself. Hold yourself accountable because if you want to be moderately successful, that's what you've got to do. You've got to execute, not just listen to what people are saying, but actually create actionables and then do the things that you think are going to make it easier. I'll see you back again soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Moderately Successful show. If you want to talk about working with me as a business improvement coach, please reach out either on mike at smbmastery.com.au or you can find me on LinkedIn. 
please do share this podcast with whoever you think will get value from it. And if you have five minutes, please do give us a rating and review. They really do help with making the podcast visible. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening and I'll be back soon with the next episode.